yeah. So uh, the A section that we always do when we have new people on is we we do have real human being questions, okay. which are like Alden's classic is um, Would you rather be a dog? No. Or would you rather have? Would you rather own? Have okay. Yeah. Would you rather have a dog with human hands or a cat with a human face? Dog with human hands. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. God damn the it. correct choice. <laughs> I'm never gonna win this. Because <laughs> no, you're just objectively wrong. I mean, I don't wrong. like cats in general, and like the fact of them having a human face is creepy. Like a dog a with human hands. Have, have you seen? Have you He's seen like what we cat. do in the shadows, Jacob? No. Well, there's a cat with a human face on that, and it's terrifying. <laughs> So, all of his first hand experience. You know? It'd be like the Cheshire Cat, though. Dog with cool? human hands. The Cheshire Cat from like Alice in Wonderland yeah. is fucking terrifying and creepy. Why the hell would I want a real life version of that? So that doesn't convince you, though. No, no that's the opposite of convincing me. I'm Alden. And we're both teachers at a Canadian school in China. And we're searching for answers. But poorly. So that makes us real human beings. This is our podcast where we talk about random stuff like uh, movies, TV shows, music, life in China, teaching, politics, sports, pretty much whatever we're interested in. Uh, So what's on the schedule today? Joining us today, noted white person. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Uh, joining us today is a good friend of ours, uh, Melody Peck. Hello, everyone. I'm the whitest teacher who works at this school. <laughs> it's not, it's not. It's, it's Melody great. is That's great. how Amanda students... Like, explained me to her. She was like, how were you with the supply? And they were like, what supply? You mean the real, like, the really white teacher? Mm-hmm. And she was like, yeah, with Miss Peck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the really white one. Wow. That's, um, yeah, so this is our first interview with a ghost. Because she's so white. <laughs> she's not even that white. Translucent. I'm pretty fucking <laughs> She's, like, pale, but she's not, like, like uh, trans- translucent. Like, I can't see your veins. I mean, but, yeah, no, but like, who, no offense, I meant. have a slight tint at the moment. Not a tan, but I have a bit of color. Yeah. I mean, no offense, men. I think you own this, but like, that is your most discernible quality that all the students always say. Is yeah. like, it is. Oh, I'm the really yeah. white teacher. Yeah. You also have blonde hair, which doesn't help your case. Blonde, a little reddish. What, really confusing. What, is, what does Wiggins call you? Mafia <laughs> 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 hair. <laughs> like so proudly too <laughs> I love that you guys got to witness that today yeah he, he really goes for all it. the time it's a little hallways. it's a little like ooh yeah you want that watched, it's because he watched um mm-hmm. you've talked about it Alden in the office before um the TV show where it's like the Nazis actually won yeah yeah oh, he's watched that yeah, yeah he's watched that whole thing and really likes it yeah. mm-hmm. 
And that's how he explained to me. He's like, that's why I call you that. Because I've watched this and it's just fun. And I'm just like, oh, dear. It's Lord. a really good show. Uh, I'm worried about the contextualization, maybe, with the... <sighs> with the um, Mm-hmm. I guess I guess we can start off with uh, with a couple questions for Melo. Uh, this she's a uh, this is her first time in China. I mean, it's her first year. I should say. Yeah, because this is the end. This is like yeah. our last podcast, yeah. pretty much, unless we have a Dr. Secret <laughs> guest come on. Yeah, but yeah, uh, I guess sort of the question then comes to you is like you uh, did you the two questions did you ever foresee in your life moving to China to teach? Hell no. <laughs> Okay, that's <laughs> and and what is something that uh, matched your expectation, and what's something that didn't meet your expectations, or or surprised you about coming and living in China? What's something that like that you were like, oh, this is what I thought it would be, uh, and then were some of the things that you're like, I would have never predicted this. I was just like, okay, wow. um, pretty basic one. I was expecting yeah. to eat a lot of rice. Yeah, I'm not a fan of rice. Really? So, oh. Well, it kind of hmm. have to be when you live here, but Christ, yeah, not like I don't eat that at home. Yeah. No? No. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. okay. I, I mean, I don't eat as much at home either, but like every so often. Potatoes. Okay. That's <laughs> why you've survived, Canadian right? Thing. I have. Yeah. I survived. I throw all the stuff I don't like at Jacob and he eats it. Right. That it's is great. It's that a very true. You, you ate rice today. I did. You do eat rice. I do eat rice now. Yeah. It's different in China. Yeah. yeah. But seafood is not a big, is not a thing. We live in Ontario. We're landlocked. No, I don't eat seafood. Okay. But you, if yeah, it lives or grows in the sea, I don't want to eat it. Okay. And our principal made me the first day I got here. Yeah, you got Definitely here. Literally came thing. at me with a scallop on the fucking shell and was like, "Here, you have to. You're not leaving the table." And I was like, "Dear God, I'm gonna die in this country." It's like you're not my dad. I was just like, "This is my new boss. So I some, have to eat the scallop." So, so that's something that that uh, met your expectations, I guess. I was kind of expecting that food would be my biggest problem thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. trying to figure that out. Okay. I think I've done okay. What's something that, that, that surprised you? What's something that was I'm like... a fucking celebrity here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was. I did not expect the staring. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. it's people Photos? stare hard. Yeah. No. You can't when go anywhere. When we went to the movies the other day, there was a uh, woman sitting down, and you were flipped. You flipped your hair down like this, and because you oh, put my hair on. and she was like. Just like whoa, mesmerized. <laughs> well, because I think that she, I think she was looking at your roots, because she was like, oh, natural. She was like trying to figure out if it was. She's like, wow, how'd she die that? So yeah, well? exactly, yeah, exactly. I think that was sort of what she was, and not like not was like impolite staring, but she was definitely like. They definitely stare. Yeah, like mm-hmm. they stare hard. I mean, they've taken photos of me, which is bizarre. I was in uh, Harbin, and I come down a slide like an ice, this nice ice slide. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I come, and I get out and uh, I'm walking. Paparazzi taking photos. These like four older women came up to me. Ooh, maybe in about their forties or fifties, late forties or fifties, and they're like, oh. "Photo, photo, photo!" And I was like, "Okay," and then they're like pointing at my beard and laughing because it was completely, it was frozen, it was completely yeah. frozen over, and they're mm-hmm. like, "Oh my gosh!" Because that was the, sort of the thing that they were like enamored by was the fact that my entire face was just like ice, <laughs> and they're like, "Look at this." And I'm like, I'm the most normal, generic man possible. Like, yeah, I mean, and I'm like a unicorn. Yeah. 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 yeah I wasn't, true. I didn't expect that because, like, mm-hmm. it's not, well, obviously, it's not really thing yeah. in Canada. And, like, yeah. even when I run into Asian people, because, yeah. you know, they live there, yeah. Yeah, we don't they don't take stare, pictures. they don't take photos, yeah. they don't just come up to you and, like, pet well, your hair. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, and I would say that's, that's interesting because, like, you have a real divide between like the rural and the the, the city people, yeah. kind of. 
like and uh like i will say like we do get a lot of people coming in from like the countryside and yeah. a lot of them i do feel like is more like people come out to jinchuton for the first time like mm-hmm. to go to vacation or whatever yeah. and those big buses yeah like those guys i could totally understand like okay you're not really yeah. from here you don't if you're in shanghai it. i'm just gonna take but yeah if you're in shanghai oh, yeah, yeah like, nobody I cares totally right get like, why, the international like, cities are like we're yeah. some of the first white people they've ever seen right. like i understand like like yeah. to stare but then it's also like in Canada like you're kind of taught like staring is rude right. so like, even if someone does look like the different yeah the equivalent of that like a Chinese person going out to a white rural place and them all going around like you see that foreigner yeah they wouldn't they wouldn't want to take pictures of them though they'd probably want to no that's not really they want to shoot them burn across into them. their <laughs> yeah. burn across into their lawn you know okay I never had that experience at home <laughs> well you're white I'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> no shit. I'll if anything, you'd be the victim, you know, and they'd blame some poor African American for you, your murder, and then he'd be lynched. I am you. teaching To Kill a Mockingbird in class. There you go. Are you male or Yule? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm gonna snare I'm just, I'm murdered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, murdered in To Kill a Mockingbird. Or raped, you know. She well, much better. She isn't <laughs> raped in To Kill a Mockingbird either. Yeah. She makes it all up. She lies. Yeah. That's one thing that I... This is a sidebar. I'll probably get this out. This is one thing that I am afraid of. I've shown them Marshall, mm-hmm. uh, movie Marshall. Uh, not We Are Marshall, but it's about Thurgood Marshall. I've shown them uh, To Kill a Mockingbird, and I've shown them Scottsboro Boys. All three stories of white women accusing black men of rape, and it wasn't true. And I feel like in my quest to stamp out racism I've also like driven up sexism in their mind because yeah, now like, they're oh, not going to believe they're going to just be like oh yeah all women lie, lie about, about rape, rape. Yeah. Oh, so God. I'm a little I'm a little afraid that I might have done some damage there yeah. whatever it's weird how much that comes up though those are three separate examples of the exact like very similar thing like the evidence doesn't support any of the stuff and like I don't know it was just really good like it ties together really well but on the same token. Anyways, uh, come back to you. Like Rick isn't real. <laughs> yeah, you. Uh, you this know. is why Leo failed because he knows better. He's like, I don't trust anything Mr. S says. <laughs> um, ready for some real human being questions? I don't know what that so, means, but okay. <laughs> these these are questions that I just straight stole from Improv for Humans. Uh, would you be? It's, they're they're like the ones that I said at okay. the beginning too. Like a would you rather kind of uh, Yeah. Would you? Would you be more excited or scared if we made contact with aliens? What do you think? Scared. You wouldn't. You why would you be scared? Hmm. Um, I'm somebody who doesn't really love change all that much, mm-hmm. and like that, which is weird because like I moved to China, and I went away for school. Yeah, and stuff. right. <laughs> it's weird. I'm yeah. Uh-huh. So I think that would just be. I'd just be like, what the actual fuck? Like everything that you've thought about. Wouldn't it be cool to know that there's other life though out there or something like that? What if it was an alien race of only Patrick Dempsey's mm. and they were locked in wars with the McSteamies? It was the McSteamies versus the McSteamies versus the McDreamies. Who would you side with? McSteamy. Okay. And <laughs> would you sleep with the McSteamy alien? No. He's not human. Why is this the first thing that you go to? <laughs> just saying there's a whole like, race of McSteamies. after, I'd be more scared. Would you sleep with them? <laughs> Why is no. that number two? Oddly enough, you Because humans have two it. reactions to things. Do I fuck it or do I fight it? Fuck or fight? <laughs> yeah, that's the famous phrase that I've heard before. <laughs> um, probably not. I think for most women, when we get scared, the vagina just kind of goes... 
And uh, you're not really in a no, sexy I, no, mood. No, but I'm, I'm like five five years after, you know, the McSteamies. Like when they become normal. normal. Yeah, and it's just a race of McSteamies. And they're fighting the McDreamies. <laughs> what is this weird universe you've made for know. me? Uh, uh, I don't know. What's the best thing you've ever cooked? <laughs> That's a good one. I can't cook. Uh, probably that vegetarian chili, actually. I'm quite proud of yeah, that. Yeah, it was pretty good. That was good. I remember I mean, you, the, you, the you kind you made. I made Terry because I was frantically cleaning my apartment. I just threw the recipe out. I was like, mm-hmm. make it. Yeah. It's good. It was tasty. What, what's my the best thing you ever took? Oh, jeez. Not today's cake. No. Oh, it wasn't that good. Eggy. It was too, it was too eggy. eggy. It was too eggy. It was too eggy. Two eggy for you, not mine. I ate two pieces. Wow, I harsh. <laughs> what's what's the best thing, or the worst thing that you've ever cooked? The worst thing I've ever cooked was this. I've never cooked anything. The so worst thing know, ever. Well, really. okay. The best the best worst thing that I've ever cooked was when I started boiling hot dogs, uh, <laughs> and I forgot about it, and the water boiled away, and I burned the pan because I left it on for two hours. <laughs> I've done that with hard-boiled eggs. That uh, does sound like something um, you did. The didn't. worst thing I've ever cooked was this noodle dish I tried to make one time. And everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. Uh, and it just ended up tasting like ass. I had to throw it all out. I the best that thing... Experience. Best thing I ever made. I made um, a stir-fry once that came out just like just perfectly. Everything was just right. Everything was just... It was 2014, December. <laughs> just the right amount of spices. Oh, it's 2014 December. I remember this because it's a cold day. Do you have like a diary? No, I just remember this day because it was right around the time. I well, Alden, Alden is well known for his great memory. It was right, so, this, you know. it was right around the time I was breaking up with Julie, which is why I remember it because uh, I, I, bah, 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 bah. Bah. I made it. it was a yellow curry. Uh, it was like this like peanut sort of thing going on. It was really good. I was really happy with it. Um, we watched The Wire. Anyway, that's the best thing I ever made, probably. I've never really cooked anything. A steak, so too, yeah. I can't really. You know. I'm horrible at cooking steak. I Alden will t- attest to this, but I love making grilled cheese. I love experimenting with different cheeses, experimenting with different. You've got meats a good grilled and cheese and pattern. Some people say. Some people say that it's not a grilled cheese. Because it's, it's a melt. melt. It's a melt technique. Yeah, because they do it in a pan. Like you fry it, and yeah. you're supposed to like do panini in yeah. the press or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. What? Smart, uh, yeah. another notable real human being, has gone on record in saying that it was a, a very good, a, a damn good grilled cheese. I think was the exact words he used. Just, just for the record. I'm sorry. I need to go back to this. a grilled cheese is not just made in a pan. You're supposed to have a panini. Press? Yeah. So a grilled well, cheese. Well, okay. People who are pretentious. Pretentious ass. Alden. I didn't say that. <laughs> I just. But you knew about it. Yeah. A grilled cheese technically you, you're it, required requires yeah. you to grill it. You have to you have to grill the thing and it has to be like pressed in a certain way. Whereas technically it would be a melt because you're just melting no. the cheese. The, yeah, no. it's super pretentious. It's Wrong. like it's like the thing because I'm even like, well, technically a tomato is a fruit. Those right. would go straight to hell. Right. That's my favorite <laughs> vegetable. Right. Whereas <laughs> you know. Weirdly, lemon. There's some thing with lemons where they have to. Love lemons. They Don't have to, ruin that for no, me. No, they they classify them as different, so they get different taxes. Anyway, do you have a question? I do. Okay. Okay. Have you ever injured someone you had a crush on? Oh yeah, yeah yeah. Oh, that's yeah, a good one. Definitely, definitely. Uh, do you want to start? <laughs> sure. Or yeah. I'll set the scene. You have a story. Okay. High school spring formal. Oh. Like twenty eleven. Oh, I was twenty one. Keep going. Yeah, you're old. We get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. 2011. Yeah. 
I've gone to this dance with my friends. Yeah, okay. My crush is somewhere. He's there yeah. at this point. Do, We're do you dancing. Wanna, what what name should we give him? What, alias Joe? John? Johnny. <laughs> Johnny. Johnny what? McSteamy? Was he a McSteamy or a McDreamy? Was he, which, which way does he go? The dreamier? Ah, uh, the... uh, this is more like Keswick was really rough. It was like the best of the worst. <laughs> no, but still, does he fall on the McSteamy side or the McDreamy? And then more, I guess, dreamy. The McDreamy side? Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. I don't think many it, people looked at him or like, anyway, hot so, damn, I'd like to climb that like a tree. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, so, so Joe Joe is off there like dancing Joe on the is somewhere. Yeah. I'm dancing yeah. in like a circle with all mm-hmm. my friends. Yeah. And you know... Kind of around the time of Jersey Shore, lots of fist pumping, arms are going everywhere. Really? He oh walked past me from behind yeah. at the same moment I swung an arm out, punched him right in the dick. Perfect. <laughs> like he knelt over. <laughs> like he's kneeling over, like it I hurt him. <laughs> did you get did you get a feel for the size though? Did you get the size of the no. competition? <laughs> Uh. Unfortunately, no. I don't have those details to share. But holy fuck. And his dad is a teacher at our school who saw this happen. And he's laughing? And he was my English teacher that year. Oh, oh no. Oh, did, it, a, did, oh, did, no. The, did the dad laugh? Did, did, I'm assuming the dad laughed because that's a pretty funny moment. Later, later, later on, later on yeah. he's like, Romeo and Juliet teaches us about young love, which is not punching people in the dick. Um, Mel. <laughs> I felt so bad. I, like, one, I, I can turn red real quick and it's hella noticeable. So, bright red me, mm-hmm. mortified. Did you did you apologize to him? Profusely. And then I don't think we spoke for the rest of the year. Oh. <laughs> and I had a small school, so I was just, I was just like, I just need to never see this human again. Oh, oh man. Did so... you ever, have you run into him since? No, I haven't. Like, I mean, like, we graduated. I had grade 12 with him. Uh-huh. But, like... I wonder where he is now. Did well, that's interesting me? because here, here he is! <laughs> no. Um, um, I have no idea. Here he, I've seen his father since then. That sounded creepy. Because um, he was my sister's teacher. <laughs> I promise not to punch you in the dick. <laughs> no. Uh, he taught my younger sister too, though. So, like... Uh. Uh, ran into him the other time and I'm, I don't know what he's doing. Huh. Wow. But yes, that that's is a, my lovely really story one. of injuring someone really I had a crush one. on. <laughs> Alden, did you ever injure anyone you had a crush on? I've got two stories. The first story, very <laughs> emotional <laughs> scars. The first story, I was actually dating this girl very briefly. It was like middle school. So it was like one of those relationships. Ooh, right? yeah. It's like two weeks or whatever. Uh, we were playing dodgeball. And oh, no. I was I was on the outside, and she turned, and I threw the ball, and I didn't mean to throw it so hard, but I hit her just so good, made a noise. Where? It was like on the back, so it wasn't oh, like super bad. Oh, I really thought you were gonna say we bro- you broke her nose. No, 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 <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Like you hit her in the head. Um, but so was it injured. I injured a crush because we've we've mutually injured each other. I'll hear that. Yeah, story that's fine. Yeah, we were uh, we were. It was a uh, my I guess my second serious girlfriend. It was high school, grade twelve. And uh, we were, she has a really steep driveway that sort of mm-hmm. like goes like, it's sort of like an S shape and it's quite steep. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're, we would go for like night walks just because that was a great way to get away from the parents. And, yeah. yeah. Get away from those rents. Yeah. Uh, so we'd, we'd. A little privacy. Yeah, yeah exactly. So we'd, we'd go for a walk and we came back like maybe 12 o'clock. It's pretty dark out. We're coming to the hill, and we're a little drunk at the time, too, so we're sort of running. Uh-huh. Alden! Well, come on, whatever. You, what are you supposed to do on Salt Spring? You, you 
evil man. Uh, we're running down, and uh, I turn to like grab her or stop her, but she's also doing the same because we start to slide, and we basically both end up punching each other because we're because so we're, <laughs> we're it's in the dark, and like we're sort of start doing like this. Like... Yeah, we both reach to each other and sort of go <laughs> like this, and that made us fall over. And <laughs> It's a pretty simple story. Like, it's not the most complicated. I like if both our stories we punch the person. Yeah, but like it was yeah, mutual geez. punching. Here. Mutual punching. She got me. Oh, and oh, that's earlier that night we had uh, been doing that like, um, like there was like the, the we were taking selfies basically with the, they had a new, um, the, this was 2007. So this was the new Apple computer, whatever it was, the, the, the whatever, the photo studio, whatever shit that is. Photo Photo book, thank you. That's you were moment. taking selfies with that? Yeah, with her. <laughs> and then, uh, uh, we had one where we were kissing because of course you have to have one of those Ooh. but then we had this one where we were looking at the camera I've never taken one of those it, she as we were looking she turned and went to like fake punch me uh. but she didn't pull back and she just punched me uh. so like the, the photo is like her fist here and I'm sitting there looking like this and then like, and then like if it had been <laughs> yeah. another yeah second another frame, it would have been me getting oh, punched she's like oh my god it was, wow. it was good. That would have been. Yeah. It wasn't a hard punch. I would have paid to have that frame. It wasn't a hard punch. It wasn't a hard punch. Yeah. Enough that it stunned you, though. Enough that it stunned you, though. What the hell was um, that? I've never injured any of my girlfriends Physically. aside from emotional scars. <laughs> but there is this very distinct memory that I have with my, my girlfriend in high school. Uh, <laughs> she. I remember years later she brought this up because we went to the same university. Um, weirdly. And so, like, we were just talking about old times, and, and I had totally forgotten about this, but as soon as she was t- telling me, I was like, oh, yeah, I do remember that now. We were walking around um, near the near the high school, weirdly, and there's just a parking lot, you know, just a normal parking lot, mm-hmm. and I wasn't paying any attention whatsoever. I was looking down at my phone or something, and, like, a car came, like, rolling through, and, like, she saved my life she like grabbed me and pulled me back to the thing i don't think i even realized that there was a car coming too because that's the thing and yeah and so so i owe i owe her my life that's not really that's the opposite of getting hurt i was gonna but, say you me and all uh, the punching each other yeah no <laughs> well, i well, it's not each other but other i have people. a life debt and you're um, like well my girlfriend saved my life this one time so it's pretty much the same thing yeah <laughs> it's the only thing that happens like I close. Think I think. Think. Jacob's a Jacob's a pacifist. He doesn't believe in violence. I unintentionally have hurt every single one. <laughs> have I really? Like uh, I've kicked my ex in the face with my foot. Because oh my he god! Tickled me and my foot shot out nice. and hit well, right in the chin. Well, I mean, so I mean, unintentional, but I've hurt all of them. No. Sure, I feel like and it tickling usually involves like, tickling because like, are you stupid? Mm-hmm. Why would you do that? Yeah, no, that makes so sense. So yeah, my boyfriend before that did that to me. Kicked him too, right in the gut. He fell right off the bed. <laughs> nice. I mean, hey, then they'll, that's the only way they'll learn. Exactly. <laughs> that's how you learn. <laughs> but Terrence? Perhaps. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. Um, Let's put him on the podcast. No, no, oh, I think, oh, I think oh, you oh, can oh, wrap open up. up. Open up. I think you can wrap up. Hello, Terror Bear. Hi, Terrence. You're on Real Human Beings. Uh, welcome to the show. I'm glad to be here. Are you already at my house? Yeah, I'm at your house, yeah. Quite <laughs> so echoey. <laughs> <laughs> We're just wrapping up now, but we have a question for you. Terrence, Terry, we have a question for you. God. Okay. Uh, would you rather have a dog no. with human hands or a cat with a human face? 
I would rather have a cat with a human face. Yes! Oh. Yes! You're dead, man, Alden. <laughs> yes, I finally got someone! Yeah. Excellent. Dog, human hands, I mean, I, I can already shake my dog's paw, but I can't kiss my cat. Right? <laughs> well, okay, that's a little bit deeper than what I was thinking. You can but... kiss your cat. You kiss him on the nose. Well, I mean, I can kiss him, but it's not really kissing me back in the way I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> I've been, so, I've been you're, you're a noted supporter of Jacob, Jacob, a pervert. Somebody wants to make yeah. out with his cat. Hey, if that's what gets us votes, then that's what gets us votes, man. Yeah. Jacob, the Trump of this podcast. All right. Well, second question for you. Yeah. Okay, second question. Have you ever injured a crush? Injured a crush? Yeah. yeah. Like hurt them? Yes. Yeah, accidentally. Or uh, on purpose, I guess. Not that I can think of. Wow. Oh, your my grandmother's arms. You what? Does that count? I broke my grandmother's arms. Jesus. <laughs> Did you have a crush on her? Otherwise, this is unrelated. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, think it I just sense. thought it was an interesting story. Yeah, this broke? Is, like, how old were you? Did she not pay I you money like, or something? Like, I was 18 and she was like 75 or so. Oh my god. I threw an apple at her. <laughs> <laughs> and she tried to avoid it and tripped on the curb and... Uh, Oh. Fell down and broke both of her, her, her oh, arms. Oh, that's so sad. Oh my god. To be fair, she was asking for it. <laughs> she literally asked. She was like, Terry, throw me an apple. And, <laughs> and, How fast? Was this like a fastball serve of an no, apple? And I swear to God, I'm the worst. Like, I, I can't throw. I have no aim. And so I, well, I aimed at her because I figured, what are the odds of me hitting her? And it went right for her face. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she shouldn't have been standing there. Yeah, she knew what she was getting into. Yeah, yeah, it was basically her fault. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Those are really good. Thank That's you, good. Terrence. Thank you. <laughs> We're just wrapping up here. Uh... I'll be home in a minute. Or just okay. come here. Yeah. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Uh, so right. well, that's a good place to end off. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're gonna take a short break. Take a listen from our sponsors. Uh, you know, I haven't done a sponsor joke in a very long time. Well, that's the joke. We don't have any. Um, well, when we come back, we're gonna be discussing uh, a pretty a movie that some might say is spectacular, fantastic, or otherwise amazing. Yeah, beyond the ordinary. Something that uh, defies description. Hi. Hello. This is so weird. This is heaven. Don't level notice that you just clean up the single one. Why fly, fly home? Buddy! Don't level notice that you never clean up the Greetings everyone, and welcome back to another interlude. 
The music today is by another YouTube smash-up artist, um, kind of like Pogo. This guy's name is Smuffy, and as far as I know, he hasn't said anything misogynistic or racist, which is cool. The song itself is called Totally Incredible, and it takes clips from The Incredibles movie from 2004 and makes it into a cool song. The next segment is all about Incredibles 2, the new movie that came out. I remember when the original one came out, I was really struck by the amount of violence that happened in it. Alden and I actually watched it a little while after this, and um, the body count is pretty high, like almost as high as Batman vs. Superman, which is pretty crazy. I don't know. I'm usually not one for clutching my pearls at uh, what the children are watching, but in a way, I was there then. Anyways, let's get back right into it. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Joining us again for this podcast is Melanie Peck, and we're going to be discussing a, a movie that we all saw this last weekend. Jacob, want to go ahead and say which movie we saw? Why me? I don't know. I figured spread out the load here. <laughs> well... It's an incredible question you ask, Alden, because we saw The Incredibles wow. 2. Yeah, the second one. Yeah. Hmm. I'm glad you clarified that. <laughs> before, before we get to the actual um, Incredibles 2 part, though, I think we have to talk about the short. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Mel, can you can you explain what happened in the short? Can you give Break us like a first. synopsis? Yeah. Okay, so it's this beautiful story of this woman with her little Bowser boy, like a legitimate little dumpling, yeah. is her son. And he goes out and finds a girl and brings her home mm -hmm. and tries to leave his poor little mother. And she doesn't want to let him go. Mm -hmm. And then he does this lovely thing where they're fighting over a suitcase. And instead of letting him leave, she eats him. That came out of nowhere. And it came out of nowhere. <laughs> and it was very upsetting. It was traumatizing. <laughs> oh, jeez. She was traumatized. Yeah. She was crying. Oh, my God. Yeah. Turns out the Bows is not her real child. Yeah. 
Plot twist. Yeah. But the bo- the boy is shaped like a Bowser. He did look a lot like a Bowser. He's His a head, yeah. perfect Bowser shape. Yeah. yeah, so he comes, she's crying on the bed, and then he comes back. And the dad is there. And the dad, like, like pushes them into the room yeah. and forces them pretty much to make up. Yeah. This is all silent, too. Yeah. So it's all no classic. Except uh, for the crying. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna call. I'm gonna call that more sound effects than yeah. words per se. Um, so, sort of contextualized, like uh, the the woman is um, Chinese. She's an immigrant, um, or at least uh, uh, part of that sort of uh, diaspora. I guess I don't know some sort of transplanted culture. Um, she's got this. I little... assumed it was Canada. Yeah, at the is... end, the, the the dad was wearing a yeah, Canadian, Canadian sweater. Flag, yeah. Yeah. sweater. Yeah. Um, but then they make up, and then she comes downstairs, and uh, they're making dumplings together. Yeah, they make dumplings, and it turns out that the the guy's girlfriend is actually really good at it, and <sighs> the the kid kind of sucks. Yeah. yeah. So. And the the parents are very impressed by her. We also and came and in... the, the girlfriend is white and blonde too. So, like, that's an important <laughs> side note. Just like Mel. Good <laughs> old Aryan race. Something, an important side note uh, there. Is it? Well, I mean, because it's, like, a different culture, and, like, that's why they're surprised that she's good at making dumplings. And they're like, wow. Well, that's the whole reason why I would assume part of the whole reason. Maybe that's racist of me to assume, but, like, the fact that the mom didn't want him to go. Yeah, because it's, why like, she giving... ate her child. Yeah, yeah, yeah she yeah. ate her. She would rather have her child get eaten than... Yeah. Have him go off by himself and make his own decisions. Yeah. I'm on the kid's side of yeah. all this, but then in when they when they meet up and the the father like pushes him into the room, mm-hmm. it's like you're supposed to feel sympathy for the mom because she's crying because she lost her son. But honestly, I was more with the kid at this point. I'm like, yeah. your mom's kind of suffocating. You should, you're yeah. you're allowed to go out. You're growing up, right? Yeah, but I mean, like, he does reject her pretty harshly. Like, he could have done it in a more gentle way, I suppose. Yeah, he's kind of an asshole. Yeah, but I mean, who a teenage boy isn't, right? <laughs> so Very true. <laughs> so, you know, while there is the suffocation element from the mother, there's some callousness from the, the boy. I don't know. I just think, like, they're... It's, uh, I think it's more morally on the boy's side, for certainly, but I do think that... I was always on his side because her, his, he was eaten by his mother. That's a metaphor, Jacob. Doesn't matter, even if it's a metaphor. If you're metaphorically eaten by your mother, yeah, yeah suffocation. It's I'm still on his time. side. No, I'm, I'm too. I'm just saying, like, her reaction, while maybe not totally justified, is uh, is uh, understandable. That makes sense. I think that's also coming from like our culture, though, because yeah. like our like even our Chinese students, like they have so much respect on their mom. Like I don't yeah. think they like True. doing something like that and being that disrespectful. Yeah. One of one of my students made for their documentary project oh a documentary about mother love. That's what they called it. All I could think of is like arrested oh. development. Oh, mother. And I'm not going to leave him home alone with all this J U I C E around. I can spell mom. You spell juice. Oh, you're so brilliant. Let's see you find it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, but but yeah, no, I get that. And it's weird because yeah, I don't know if I'm like projecting too much mm. or like like if you had changed this and had it not been an immigrant family had it not been like a, like a, a white chinese fam- family like a white family just with been like, like a, a regular... black girl or something like that well or just even take race little white folk yeah take race out of it and yeah. have it be just about mother or father mother well i guess yeah i guess do uh, race is everything but like have it be a white family or have it be all chinese yeah. all like have yeah. none of that baggage they're canadian they live in canada yeah. which i'm implying they're white which is bad of me but basically they're they're just like a regular white family mm-hmm. i'm not saying that 
it's regular to be white. I'm saying that they're That's regular exactly white. Exactly what you say. Um, Noted racist Jacob Skirmerhorn. Putting so many asterisks <laughs> on my uh, comments. But like, if it had been the same thing, mm-hmm. would it still have worked? Mm. I did find it strange too that they're the animation style. They're like very Asian. They're like super Asian. No. Like the like the yeah. like the father is like, like a caricature, caricature yeah. and like the mother looks normal ish. But the son is like character. the son has got, got these really like big, super, super slit Asian like eyes. Asian eyes, and the dad's like got this like weird super nose and like very square face that's very like almost looks like a World War Two propaganda for like k- kill the Jap or whatever. Like it's almost <laughs> that bad. Like when I saw it, I was like, geez, like whoa. Yeah, so I felt kind of weird about that's what I, mean, I found was weird was like just the. The, the way they looked. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a problem when it comes and the to, like... <laughs> it was all bad. Yeah. <laughs> that's a problem when it comes to, like, artistry when it comes to things like that. Because, like, for example, there's this one part of after the Civil War happened, there were these abolitionists who wanted to, like, commission a, a statue of all these freed slaves. And the sculptor had never really worked in creating, like, a black body before. And so it comes out and it looks super racist because he has, like, protruding lips and, like you know, really typically, like, racist things. And it's just really weird to see that. And I don't know. When you when you mentioned that, all, then it mm-hmm. reminded me of that type of thing. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. We um, we came in uh, kind of late on yeah. this one a little bit. So we didn't come... Yeah, we, we came in a little bit uh, through. I'm sure the beginning is, like, her making it. Yeah. Um, She's, yeah. like, protective. Like She's protective over it, too. Her little Bowser son. Yeah. Either way, it was traumatizing. I was just confused throughout it for me. I was just like, this is very non-Pixar. The last one that I remember with like people was the chess guy who was playing chess against himself. That's from like a Bug's Life. I know. That's, the, like last the, one I, that's the last one. That's the last one I remember with like man. people. That's the, that's you don't remember paper, paper, the paper one? Oh, that was them. Yeah, that's right. That was a great one. Oh, that was about the one with the singing volcano. That's not people. That's a singing volcano. But that's still lovely. I'm not saying it's, I'm not saying it's not lovely. What I'm saying is I can't remember the last one. What about like the frozen one? What was the frozen? The tangled one. What was the frozen one? Uh, Elsa's birthday. Oh, I, didn't, I don't remember that. I didn't see Frozen in the theater, nor did I see... It's on Netflix. I didn't, I, well, I don't... I just... look at around Netflix so... in my various means. Uh, Domi... How's your life? <laughs> it's, it's created by Domi Shi. Um, mm-hmm. She said she was inspired by... There's a line in Where the Wild Things Are. Uh, mm-hmm. One of them says to him, Oh, please don't go. We'll eat you up. We love you so... Uh, and that so that was sense. part well, of it. It's cute. She says, uh, "She says it's weird and a little dark. I know, but I remember how much my mom would often hold me close and say, oh, I wish you could put me back in my stomach, so I knew exactly where you were at all times.'" I mean, my mom, when you know, after she gave birth to my third and my second sister, she's like, "I want another kid right away." Mm-hmm. So, like, there is an element of like having that the I possession that. of of that. I think to to some mothers. Uh, she also says, uh, I'm an only child with Chinese parents, so I was very protected. I've always been my mom's little dumpling. Uh, she moved from Toronto from Chongqing uh, when she was two. Uh, it was a challenge to put myself in my mom's shoes and try to understand things from her point of view, not just from a kid's perspective of being smothered. That became the spark to create a modern day fairy tale with vibes of little gingerbread man. Right. Uh, but do a Chinese version of it. That's cool. So, I wonder what her mother thought of it if she's still alive and saw it. I don't know. Probably um, very emotional. She's credited no, as a consultant. Adorable. Uh, 
Her her mother, uh, Ning Sha Zhong, is created as a consultant. There you go. Look at that. And they recorded her exact motions for when she was creating the the oh, little Patsa. That's cool. But yeah, that's awesome. Oh, it went from being so traumatizing no. to now I'm just like, this is adorable. <laughs> like, I still don't my really. Heart. I'm still a little The dad bit, I was know. arguing earlier is like the ultimate arbiter, though, because he's like, he's perfectly integrated into both societies. Like, he's able to see his son's perspective and then, like, he's letting the son go. But he's, because he's wearing the Canadian sweater and yeah. he's like, instead of that. But he also recognizes that his uh, that his wife and the mother needs help. Mm-hmm. So he reconnects them. So, and he, at the end, he's, he's always content looking, too. Like he's just sitting there. Yeah, like he looks kind of angry. Not really. He looks kind of slightly disappointed, well, and then at the, the end, he's just sitting one, there, like smiling. Like, when he when he shoves the kid in, yeah, I think he's but. like, "Get in there." Anyways, um, speaking of motherhood, Let's... also with uh, Incredibles two, there's also a bit of parenting issues going on there. Alden, why don't you tell us about Incredibles two? So are we going to talk about it? Why? The elephant in the room. Why elephant? mom's new job it's time to make some wrong things right help me bring supers back into the sunlight we need to change people's perceptions about superheroes and elastigirl is our best play better than me whoa i like mom's new job bye sweetie i'll watch the kids no problem supposed to do it, Dad. They want us to do it. I don't know that way. Why would they change math? Uh, Math is math. Math is math. Hello? Hey, honey. How are the kids? Everything's great. Ah! Is she having adolescence? And Jack Jack? He's in excellent health. What the? Num num cooking. Cooking. Whoa! Give a little synopsis is this, here. The, is this a man on the street interview here? Yeah, like, give me it, a I, man I, on the street. Do they know Incredibles? Sure. Okay. Hmm, it's tricky. Why, hello there, sir. It's me just walking down on the street. Uh, hello. Did you enjoy the first Incredibles 14 years ago and want to recapture some of that faded glory and nostalgia of your younger life? Well, then go see Incredibles 2. It's pretty much the same movie. With Jack Jack fighting a raccoon. There you go. Mm. There you go. You can yell at it from a while <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah, the guys walking. Like, yeah. All right. Well, thank you. And then like yeah. Jack Jack yeah. signs it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. All right. Yeah. I mean, that's about. That sounds about right. I mean, that's me. very flavored. Yeah. If I was to be more. Yeah. Like unbiased, I'd say something like it's. It's a. It's an animated kids movie with a bunch of superheroes fighting to save the day, and it's got a cute old baby in it. Yeah. I was being like non-biased. All right. Yeah. Well, this movie starts picks up like right where the last yeah. one left off, like you said, fourteen years ago. Yeah. Um, and we get to see um, a new set of challenges that they have to overcome, yeah. which is basically like they're given uh, new super super pow- not superpowers. They're given new like assignments by these two rich yeah. people mm-hmm. and uh, who kind of set them loose because they want to make superheroes legitimate again. Yeah. So they start with Elastigirl yeah. and um, it's about her and trying to discover this plot with mm-hmm. uh, Screen Slaver. Mm-hmm. It does start strong, I think, with that opening sequence because they, they leave off the last Incredibles with the Underminer mm-hmm. and then the first scene in the second Incredibles 2 is them fighting the Underminer, which, like... Starting off strong on a good set piece, like mm-hmm. showing the powers and the action. That was, that was cool. I was like, all right. Yeah, you get to show off. 
You get yeah. to show off all your Yeah, you get to see the powers and stuff, and we introduce the main sort of heroes, Frozone and blah, 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 and brings you back sort of up to speed pretty mm-hmm. quickly, too. Like, it wasn't over yeah. long. So then you're, you're dropped right back in. Then it sort of slows down, and that's... I mean, we should probably talk about the movie more, but that's my... I'll look into my... You, do, you think it just slowed down? I think, yeah. What, what do you um, think? What about first impressions, Mel? Yeah. I loved it. I did. It's me, Mel. <laughs> Can you tell that it's me? So No, I really liked it, but it's more for like... Like, yes, it's very similar to the first uh, movie, yeah. but... It's just like such a like a nostalgia factor. Yeah, right. just like it was nice. It was still good. Yeah. Right. I mean, I would say that I think I and to speak for all then mm. we fall more critically on this one, whereas you, you enjoyed it more. Yeah. But like that's not to say like in my criticism of it, it wasn't so much like it was bad, because mm. it's it's good. It's I would say it's more like it's fine. Not really good. Basically, I'd be more on board with it if the first Incredibles didn't already exist because I feel like yeah. so much of this we movie were talking about this like, like the same. If the Incredibles two was released as the Incredibles, would it still be as good as the Incredibles? I, I still the, like the first. One, that's sort of where I was thinking. Like, if you remove the Incredibles and said the second Incredibles is the first Incredibles, would it be as good? And I don't think it is. I think the first one's better than the second one. It's been a while since I watched the first one, but I did watch mm. it like a year ago, and I remember being like, "I remember this being a little better." Really? The CG. I, mean, I held it up to a uh-huh. higher like. Well, okay, because even just the story, I was just like, "Yeah." Because I will say that the story. This is one thing that I was thinking. The story and the they're, they're both very similar. They get a rich, mysterious benefactor. Mm-hmm gives them, like, a new opportunity to do their superheroing again. Mm -hmm. Except this time it's Elastigirl who they're focusing on, not Mr. Incredible. And, like, it turns out, spoilers, that the the mysterious benefactor is the bad guy. Well, one of them is. Um, And, uh, I don't know, it just seemed very samey. It's like, oh, well, obviously they're going to be bad. Yeah. Um, Because, like, we saw this already. And it's like we're still arguing over whether or not superheroes are legitimate or not. I feel like we kind of... Like, it's a lot of ground that we've already tread. And I just feel like the first one... I don't know. The first one just emotionally hits on more things for me. I I don't know. It just seemed like it repeated. So that... that, Everything didn't hit as hard. That's my big thing. The... I think, like, just with Incredibles 2, like, you have this plot where... Last row gets focused on the it's focused on more. You have a rich benefactor. Mm-hmm. There's all these um, uh, sort of events that occur. Uh, one of the sort of the part that I enjoyed was them cutting between Elastigirl and then um, Mr. Incredible having to be a father. Which was you really, liked that part. I liked that part. Oh, it was hilarious. It was great, and like and him succeeding at it too was really rewarding. Like it's not he's like always fucking up. He like he succeeds and like he learned math. And then he stops sleeping because of Jack Jack and like things like that and blah blah blah. But. It's sort of I don't know the 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 thing that really struck out for me I think for all these these elements that were played that they had it felt like they had three stories going on because they had the like focus on screensaver who controls people through the screens uh-huh. they have this idea that superheroes should be allowed to superheroes but then at the last moment there's this scene where the evil villain she says why did you trust me and or like Elastigirl's like oh I trusted you and she's like why would I why would you trust me we've known each other for like a week. And like, yeah, I, it's I like there's a really good point, and, and we were like, "Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Why would you trust somebody you just met?" I think we could spend a long time on yeah. the on screen slavery because yeah. I kind of want to get into that. Yeah. But before we get to that, yeah. um, your point about Bob yeah. being a dad, 
I thought it was fine, yeah. but like again, I've kind of like I feel like we've had this all of these other movies that have kind of filled in for that type of thing. So this part felt like super cliche. Mm-hmm. The dad not being like Modern Family, he's just doing like Ty Burrell, like just being like you know left Ty Burrell. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but. Uh, I don't know. It just so it was kind of like yeah, whatever. I mean, I really did. I found it funny, like the Jack Jack uh, raccoon fight. Um, not gonna, best part of the that movie. was the best part, obviously. Um, I think like we all agree. That's the that's the Captain America Civil War airplane yeah. <laughs> battle of this one. I wanted, um, I wanted, I wanted uh, the, the raccoon, raccoon to come, to come back, back yeah. and be like his like villain so, or like his, his or psychic or, or his villain. So that's one of the big parts too. Nemesis. Is yeah. Uh, they don't know that Jack-Jack has powers. He's the little baby. Yeah. So a lot of it is basically just dealing with him. Mm-hmm. Dealing with a baby is hard enough, but dealing with a baby who can turn into a demon and set himself on fire yeah. and have, like, Teleport laser... And, like, run through walls. Yeah. <laughs> laser like, beam on. That's, that's even, that's even yeah. harder. And um, so a lot of it is basically just, like, how do we deal with Jack-Jack? Mm-hmm. Um, and so you get some pretty funny ones. Like, I liked, I liked the fact that Edna, like, you know... In, yeah. like ended up like enjoying right. his company because yeah. she makes like a suit for him a super suit yeah. she figures out a way to control his powers and yeah. whatnot and like that I like those parts but yeah. um, the, the dadhood stuff was kind of like that yeah. I don't know I think it's what nice think? to see in a kids movie. Yeah, that's true. Because like, You're right. like we have it in stuff like shows like Modern Family, where like you do actually have like the idea of the stay at home dad and stuff. Mm-hmm. But like kids grow up watching, they're not watching Modern Family. Sure. They're watching these, and I don't think there's a lot of movies where you kind of do have like the mom's the one out there like kicking mm-hmm. ass, and then you have the dad at home who's just like dear god children. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, and I mean I'm a dude, so saying this should not count for anything. But I always thought like. I always thought in the first one, I always thought that Elastigirl was already a pretty badass character, and I actually appreciated her more because I always thought Bob was being super selfish, in fact. Like, even when he I watched is. it as a kid, yeah. he is. He's and a even, selfish character even in the second Even movie. in this one, yeah, because he's... Which and, is why I kind of like the father one, because he, he he grins and bears it. Like, it has he has shown like growth. No, but that's mm. compared... Think of what he would have done in the first one. In the first one, he probably would have just been like, fuck this, I'm out. Like, But the fact that when they so. offered Elastigirl the part, and he's like... Yeah, sure. Like he he accepts it. I just feel begr- sure. Yeah, begr- I'm, not, also, I'm not saying he's a paragon and that and also, like it's not begrudging. But I'm saying is that in the first one he probably would have been like no, but in this I one he's for sure, he's willing to like take a step back, even though. He but in the first one, Elastigirl would have never accepted it because she wants to live a normal life, True. and she's way more on board. Yeah. Like she's the she's the reluctant one at first, but she gets way more on board. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. as soon as she gets her bike. Like and that's all that it took, and like maybe, but it it wasn't there in the first. Well, one. She's getting she attention was, too. Like she the was the most reluctant one, mm-hmm. in the, but I, I don't know. I just feel like it wasn't. It could have been there, but it just the dialogue. Also, I was noticed at least to me the dialogue in this one felt a lot more choppy. Whereas in the the first one, it flows way better. It feels more natural. This one, it felt way more like this is my character, so this is what I have to say, and this is my character. Like especially, we'll get to it. Screen slavers thing felt to me a lot more like as opposed to syndrome, who I felt was way more natural. Um, that's one of my things that that I also was was saying. Like yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, no, no, I, I just else? I don't know. I, I think just think with one last little point there with Bob. He sure. does like. He hates it initially, or he's like struggling with it, especially mm-hmm. like like uh, with, uh, Dash or whatever. 
but he does like realize like no I can be good at this too yeah like his whole thing is being Mr. Incredible he says that he, he literally right. says that you're right he's he like liter- I don't want to be I don't want to be a bad I don't want to be yeah. a good dad I want to be an incredible, incredible dad, dad right yeah. and that's his whole sort of shtick it's like he's not mad that he's not fighting he's mad that he's sucking at it that's good. Yeah, like he's that's not true. he's not angry that's by the true. fact that Helen's like overshadowing him. He's just more frustrated that he's not doing what he's good at, which is beating the shit out of things. Because he's be- not really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's, he wants he kinda, to be a superhero. He, he kind of w- sucked at his job because yeah. he wasn't very good at health insurance salesman yeah. because he wants to help people, which yeah. I think is one of the brilliant ironies of the yeah. first movie yeah. is the fact that he's, <laughs> he's working just, for like yeah, that was just, a great scene. Yeah. He like pokes his head up and looks around and yeah, ducks down. Yeah, yeah it's great. But that's his whole thing, is that he wants to be like... And I I, uh, I think for me, personally, this is I yeah. empathize with that. Okay. I struggle with that as, a, as an artist. Like, I, I will routinely delete songs, like completed songs, because I don't think they're good. Just because they're not where the standard that I want it to be. Even though everybody else is like, oh, it sounds great. I'm like, fuck this. And I get rid of it. He's a tortured artist. Yes. He's a Byronian hero. <laughs> no, it's just sort of more like a narcissist, and it's and and like Bob, selfish. Like he is ultimately very selfish, and that's kind of me too. Like I, I empathize with that, and that I really I'm self focused. Okay. So that's sort of where I was. That's where I view it from because he's just so mm-hmm. hyper focused on himself, and then when he does succeed, it's great. Um. Yeah. Sorry, that was just my last little. No, yeah, that's fine. Uh, I want to talk about Screenslaver. Sure. Uh, I feel like. Did you see the twist coming, Mel? That it was actually yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was very telegraphed. I did think it was going to be the brother, though, not the sister. Ah, Right. Right. That was one thing. In this movie, unlike the unlike the first movie, instead of having one wealthy benefactor, there's two. Yeah. Uh, uh, brother-sister combo mm. by Bob Odenkark and uh, mm. Kathleen Keener. Yeah. And uh, it turns out that Kathleen Keener is the actual supervillain that you have. And it's actually... I remember I had already known this like because I read a review of it and it got spoiled for me. But like in, in the thing, she says at one point, oh yeah, I designed all this technology. Like yeah. It's like clearly like they're set, they're dropping little hints, hints yeah. as to she's the one who's like, she's really good with technology, she's really intelligent, she yeah. can set up all this stuff. So of course she would be the one who uses this like screen mesmerizing technology yeah. that like mind controls people. Yeah. She uses this thing where she slaps like a goggles on them. Yeah, and then and then she hypnotizes them. Yeah. So um so eventually she hypnotizes pretty much all of the superheroes and the kids are the ones that have to, to figure things out. And and actually really like that yeah. because I like it when the heroes are like Fail. forced. Yeah. Well, I like it when you're when you're forced to go with kind of your B team because yeah. like the kids are like the underdog. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I like that because that's kind of because their their powers aren't yeah. really then they're just kids too. Yeah. I would have actually actually even liked it better if that had gone on longer. Yeah, and like I was the hoping struggle the struggle because because once, like, once yeah. they once they got the goggles off of the off of, off of Elastigirl, um, like yeah. she just took it off of Lucius and Bob super easily. Um, yeah, if it was longer with the kids. I think yeah. that would have been more fun just to see like. It would have just been nice had the movie focused on like the kids a little bit more because like there's a yeah. big focus on Jack Jack, yeah. but oh, not yeah, like true. the other two who we yeah. like fell in love with in the first movie. Yeah. Right. I mean, they changed Dash's voice. Yeah. For well, this I mean, one, it's like, been voice actor. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Um, I mean, Violet gets her whole thing with like Tony. Yeah. And then she bitter. learns at the end, she's like, I'm just going to go up and talk to him. Anyway. Dash is my favorite. Dash, and Dash doesn't really nothing. do anything. Yeah. Dash, Dash is just a hyperactive kid in this one. Yeah. Um, 
But Screenslaver, so Kathleen Keener, weirdly enough, she was also the secret villain in Get Out, so it's kind of funny, like, she's just, that's her thing. Like, she's just secret gonna, villain. She's a secret Put villain. Put that on the old resume. Um, now you're in the sunken place. But I didn't really understand so much. Her, her main message was getting kind of muddled in a way yeah. that I thought the first movie was way more consistent about. I understood Syndrome, I understood, like, what he wanted, what his motivation was. He was this jilted, like, creepy fanboy stalker. But, like, hers was way more about, like, she says, like, oh, I'm a dreamer, mm-hmm. and I don't... And But she also, like, her parents... Died. Died because um, he's in, her father's insistence on, like, calling superheroes to help them mm-hmm. when they could have just gone to the safe, safe room. So she also wants superheroes. She's got, like, revenge on them. Yeah. She has a lot but, going on. Yeah, and then she also, like, there's a bunch of, like, little bit of, like, feminism going in there. She's mm-hmm. like, you know, she's like, like, Alaska girl, Alaska why aren't you running the company? She's like, I don't like to do that. I, I don't know. It just, like, seemed very muddled, whereas the first movie was way more... Tight. Yeah, it made a lot yeah. more sense with the with mm-hmm. the villain and the motivation and the actual, like... What he wanted to do was like, okay, this is a stupid plan, but it makes sense. You know, like, I understand your thing. But this one, she's going to gather all the superheroes on a boat for signing a treaty and then show them, televised the world, them turning on them, mm-hmm. the regular people. Mm-hmm. So the regular people will then outlaw superheroes. So They'll never do it again. No superheroes. Yeah. But I don't know. That just seemed needlessly like mm-hmm. convoluted. Um, well, it does because like you start the movie and superheroes are illegal. So right. like if you like, just, she just like bitch, to... you make the technology. Don't make the camera. The movie never happens. Yeah. Or just keep they them, never they the stay be- illegal. They also at the beginning say like it's all about perception. Right. So like why not just keep making them perceive the villains as bad like the heroes as bad people? Like why right. why like your brother wants to return heroes. But he's also an idiot. Yeah, he can't you could, do anything. Or, or you could just like it's literally hypnotize her. him. Yeah. You could yeah. literally just hypnotize she, yeah, him. Yeah, she could have hypnotized him. Just yeah. whatever. Like, that's fine. Yeah, so, she does at the end. Yeah, she does. You're right. And she's just like, why she does she go just, through the process? And then process? he runs out. He, she's, they're gonna, she brings him along with her. Yeah. And she's like, we're escaping. And, and he's he, like, like, no. Breaks out of the hypnotism. And he says like, no. And then he jumps back on. So yeah. it's like, well, all right. That was kind of pointless. Yeah, so I was really muddled. But the weird thing is, I don't know. Um, I've been hearing back and forth things, but there's these these couple people who I really enjoy their opinions about, but they like really love this movie, and I didn't really, and they loved like Screenslaver specifically, and I did not understand really? that. Yeah, I thought she was a weak part of this movie. Not that not that the actors were doing it a bad job, but it the was just like the writing. The, the, it was confusing because you know? like part of it is like she wants revenge for her. Parents. Parents. Yeah. yeah. Like her dad being shot and then her mom dies a couple months later. But then she also throws in that little, and people need to realize that this kind of technology is bad. So if we right. use it and that it's a villain, and, it'll make it bad. So yeah. other people don't want to use it to hypnotize people. It's like. Yeah. Because she's like. You could have just not helped your brother with this pet project. <laughs> you could have not invented the hypnotic yeah, just technology. Do, oh, I, 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 and now none of these are problems. Yeah. Ta-da. Yeah. Like she made her own problems. Yeah. Yeah, she really did. Um. Yeah, Women. it was maybe re- it's an anti-feminist movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. That would be interesting to to do a feminist reading, mm-hmm. like critical film analysis. Um, yeah. That is part of the reason I like it, though, because I was like, it was kind of nice that like the female superhero got this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was we good. don't have those. and Void was cool. Yeah. Like and some of the uh, some of the other heroes. I, I really love cool. the portal powers. Yeah, Void is like this really kind of 
eager, super She's heroine. literally mm-hmm. the last of girls stalker. Yeah. Right. She just hasn't gone creepy. Yeah. Right. right. Crazy so she's, to a villain. She's like, she's going to morph she, into yeah. our villain she from the first movie. Syndrome. Yeah, that's so true. She's yeah. Syndrome. Well, Syndrome didn't have power, so that's the big thing. Yeah. Like she well, okay. So she's more deadly and scary. <laughs> and that's, she the, that's the other part is that this totally, again, it, like, is like, people with powers deserve powers and people without powers are unremarkable and should be kept in their place. I don't know. Maybe that's reading too much into it, but I feel like there's this weird objectivism, like Anne Randy and stuff going on in this, this movie, these series of movies. And even, even all of Brand Bird's like work. Mm-hmm. And I've always been accused by that. And I know people say like, that's wrong, but I don't know. I still see it like everywhere, even Iron Giant, honestly, because mm-hmm. you have like the government and they're like oversight and they're going to destroy this robot, even though he's like good. It's, he's very anti-government, yeah, But, so, but the anti, thing is, at the like, end, the, the government is almost uh, not, though, at the end. Because the general... Actually, we watched Iron Giant recently. The yeah, general, but, but he the is FBI, intelligent. Yeah, no, but the, the FBI the, guy's a fucking idiot. You're right. But I'm, I'm saying, like, government yeah. oversight is bad. Right, like, I see what you're saying. Like, that, that's, his, that's yeah. his thing. I'm just saying that, like, that theme comes up mm-hmm. enough in his movies. And I'm not saying, like... Like, Steven Spielberg has that, too, with E.T. or whatever. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, it comes up a lot. Especially Tomorrowland. Have you seen Tomorrowland? Yeah. It's, like, basically only the top minds can get into this this secret right. world, which is just for these people. Very Aryan race, you know, weird uh, stuff. Uh-huh, very funny. <laughs> I just mean, I just mean, I don't know. I it's think overplayed. The whole, the whole thing with, like, like the, the Incredibles, like, should they be allowed to be there, like... This movie would say, and the incredible, the world of the Incredibles, and the, all these people would say they deserve to be Incredibles and they deserve to be superheroes, mm-hmm. simply because they were born that way, which would be like more like civil rights, mm-hmm. like the beautiful Lady Gaga song, mm-hmm. "Born This Way." That's the other thing. Okay, that was the other weird thing that I was thinking of is this: this movie's supposed to come out like in the '60s, or it's supposed to be set in the '60s, like ish. It's got like this weird like James Bond like thing Vibe. too going on, but like right in the middle of the '60s is also like the civil rights movement. If this if this movie is all about like equal rights and civil rights and stuff, there's not really mention of that. This is like, a parallel universe. Frozen yeah. has Frozen has full rights. Nobody says like, "Hey, well, look at that damn Negro over there." So well, like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so you know, I mean, that's. Kind I don't. Of... <laughs> but I mean, like, like Violet says, like, so mom's gonna go out and break the law to prove that the law is like bad or something, and yeah. it's like, yeah, that's civil disobedience right there. Yeah. I don't know. I would love to see like a Black Panther superhero. But in in, in a way that's almost like, like supporting your like, she Violet is the representative of the government in that case she's being the symbol for the government saying why would you rebel against a law by breaking the law that doesn't make sense that's what violet's saying and then bob's saying no you you should do that so in a way but they don't they don't mention the civil rights movement is my point it's like that would be an easy one to cut to it's it's in the if it's in the 60s it's like Martin Luther King is right on. I think I think it's in an alternate when they live That's in true. they live in municipal. I know I'm thinking, I'm thinking way too much about that. But yeah, they live just, in a different world. In my, in the back of my head. Um, I think one of the better superhero movies. Just thinking about Incredibles two is uh, Big Hero six. I really like Big Hero six. Oh, I love Big Hero six. It's a great film, and I I I think it's a way better. Uh, is it Pixar? No, no. Disney Animation Studio. Disney Disney Animation, but so yeah, Disney. Uh, film about but superheroes, yeah, and I, I don't know. I prefer that superheroes. They, they turn just, like, into superheroes. Geniuses, yeah. and they put on a 
Okay. Yeah, but they're like, but they're like Iron Man. Yeah, but they're like, they're still like heroes, right? They're still they're like syndrome was good. They're like people with people with the technology or means to act extrajudicially. Um. All little baby Iron Man. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like you know how you know how that meme game like Killmonger was right. Yeah. I feel like if if the Incredibles came out like it would be like Syndrome was right. right. Yeah. Like Syndrome can make like rocket boots for people like yeah. you can't stand or whatever. Yeah. He could like his inventions. If he was a good moral like person, person he would just he be making like, technology for people to help him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To make them. Yeah, I know. If Bob had had had, had you know molded him and like. His creativity yeah. to things like that. I don't know. That's, Here's that's one of the things, too, that, like, right? with superheroes, it's always interesting. Because, like, the debate goes, like, okay, if the if there is crime and there are no superheroes, police have to stop them. If there is crime and there are heroes, the heroes can't stop all the crime. It's impossible, right? So you need both. But if there are heroes, will there be supervillains sort of thing? That's the constant crux mm-hmm. of the matter. What if heroes just, like, if I was Mr. Incredible, do you know what I'd spend most of my time doing? Fucking digging ditches. Like, doing big infrastructure. I'm literally a dude who can lift tons of material. Right now, yeah, to lift tons. Like, I want to go build, help build a dam. That will take me that. maybe a day <laughs> at best. You know? I mean, that's... Ta-da! What, like, the seven, like, the seven labors of Hercules, yeah. one of them is just, like... Clean, a stable. clean the stables. Yeah. <laughs> like, get and these... And he makes, ho- like, a dam, dam. Yeah. to clean exactly. the stables. That's the thing. It's like, if you were a superhero... And you were morally good. I think much more, it would be a lot more boring. But a lot of what you do is just simply fixing problems that would require... You hear that, Zack Snyder? So, like, Superman. I've got... Yeah. Like, why would he go around flying and punching thieves? That's the police can deal with that. I'm going to go deal with a problem like denuclearizing every country immediately. Just flying around to every country and taking their nukes and throwing them into the sun. Why (laughs) not? Is that good for the sun? Whatever the sun's one, it's fine. Okay, I don't know if there's a, are no. there any brief percussions to that. No, the sun is massive. It okay. Do nothing to it, or just throwing it, just or disposing it. The world, it wouldn't do, it wouldn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> but my point well, is that heroes could operate in a way that is like way better, more like more obvious, I guess, or more like uh, logical, more realistic, more realistic. <laughs> but that's a very boring film. Same thing. Know, same thing in the, cool, in the Incredibles too. When Elastigirl's waiting for the monorail, there's a scene where she's tipped off that, that there's going to be an attack on the monorail. It's her first big debut. They've got this camera on her, and she goes to save it, and she's just waiting. She's waiting like a good kilometer away from the monorail while it's happening. I'm like, what if the what if the problem is somebody's going to shoot the mayor? Somebody's just going to shoot the mayor. You really don't know anything else yeah. other than something's going to happen. happen. You should be right next to him. You should. Something's going to happen to the mayor. But she's illegal. I doesn't like then. <laughs> It's true. But still, like, if the person was just, ba-bam, shot the mare, she'd be like, oh, yeah, shit. <laughs> yeah. It's just got stretchy powers. Yeah. Yeah. But my point, it's just like, it was sort of, the opening scene is very action-heavy, you got the underminer, mm-hmm. and then it just all of a sudden just stops, and that's okay, but then the, the next action scene we get is the monorail chase, and that scene is long. Really long. Do you think it's too long? It's too long. They cut I it up. With, they cut it up with Jack Jack stuff, which is I like I would have preferred watching more Jack Jack exactly stuff. or more kid stuff. This long mm-hmm. chasing where she's driving through the city trying to catch up, and oh my god, 
And just yeah, but then that would also take away from like Elastigirl, a female superhero looking badass. True, but you could have it in like wanting to jump cuts of her solving multiple crimes because now she That'd only cool. she solves one she thing, solves one, and then, and then, then like, suddenly Whoa, everybody's like, "Yay, Elastigirl!" Jump cut, yeah. and then we cut to Bob having to deal with a bunch of things, and that way the timeline is yeah, longer. Yeah, we just montage it and yeah. montage it. That make would it, make more people, sense. You know, You're right. Beastie in the middle that's there. Fair, that's fair. Um, and that's sort of my that'd be the that'd that'd be if I was second, to change one thing. Act there. That's what yeah. I would change. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. I yeah. like that actually. Yeah. That's all then. I like that. Thank you. It's the yeah, one and two thumbs up. The one and only time I'll ever say that. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like the most enjoyable parts for me, like we're watching Jack Jack and them just mm. trying to figure out what the hell do we do with a baby who can like all of a sudden light himself on fire <laughs> if you don't feed him a cookie. Nom noms. Nom noms. <laughs> like that was oh, I died. Yeah. But it's also like. I don't know. I feel like they tried to put like a feminist lens because they're like, the villain's a woman. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Elastigirl gets to be the focus, but then they fuck it all up. Yeah. Yeah. Like Elastigirl, like, yeah, she has one big scene where she's on a monorail and then like arrests the wrong person. Right. She does. Yeah. And then. She's not smart enough to figure it out. Gets goggles thrown on her. Yeah. 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 And then, and then she's the damsel in distress and then Mr. Incredible has to go save her. And then he, he also gets, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's and then true. again, you have the kids coming to the rescue, and it's just like, you left off in the first movie where it's mm-hmm. like, they've now been like, oh, like, you're right, you should get to use some of your powers, and like, they have the relay, and Dash is like running, they're like, no, you can only win by a little. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, this that's is a like great scene. Show. That's an awesome scene, yeah. It's such so a good awesome. scene. Second, second is good. Second, or is like third is good, or something like that? Something or, like yeah. that. But then all of a sudden, you go from there where they're like, yeah, like, we can use your powers. And then like, even that first scene, <laughs> they're like watch the baby yeah. and I'm like come on yeah. let the kids do something yeah. and yeah. then again they've now saved their parents asses twice right and, and the parents like... are still like yeah but do you know what Jack Jack can do yeah. <laughs> give the kids some credit yeah <laughs> they're and they're only they're only really the Incredibles for like that one little bit with the underminer yeah that yeah. part with syndrome and then this part at the end of this movie yeah where they're yeah. all together and that's like that's kind of fun. Yeah, you know? crime fighting team, crime family. Yeah. I think it would have been nice to see more of that. Yeah. Cause yeah, the. Uh... Yeah. Or if they just had if the if the um. Jeez. Yeah. If the focus was like them as the family for the whole movie, and yeah. then juggling a bunch of different things. Like I feel like they tried to do that. Mm-hmm. I just feel like they didn't do it. They didn't do it right. Yeah. yeah. Like it would have been lost. more fun to see like. Some sort of other villain, but then like maybe their parents trying to be like, hey, how can we actually live in this world? Yeah. Potentially get superheroes to be legal, mm-hmm. but then also like, hey, maybe we should actually teach our kids how to use their powers. Yeah, yeah. that would have been fun. Not having just two villains too. Jack-Jack. Having mm-hmm. two villains, like having like not just screen slaver, like having villains well, in the montage sequence yeah. have villains in that. Well, Underminer just kind of he escapes. Yeah, he just goes away and he <laughs> never yeah. comes back yeah. in the rest of the movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Oh well. Oh. Well, sorry guys. <laughs> uh, hey everybody. For just a light hearted movie I can just eat popcorn to, it was fine. Yeah. But yeah, when I dig deeper I was like, I would have liked this more. Yeah. This would have been better. It's not a bad movie by any stretch of the means, I no, think. No, it's not bad. It just it, yeah. it you enjoyed been, it. It was no Toy Story 2. Yes. <laughs> it was no The Incredibles. <laughs> <laughs> or a story, Mark. That's the way you laughed there. Um <laughs> Well then, let's get in uh, to final score. What would you give this out of ten? Uh, what do you think, Alden? Would you Would you suggest people go see it? Yeah, yeah. 
Okay. I, I would, uh, especially of our age. Mm-hmm. I'd say, yeah, go see it. Why not? Uh, if you're a little trilled I mean, it's, they'll, children have shit taste. They'll watch whatever. Jesus. So, like, just put anything in front of them and they'll watch it. Do you have a final score? Uh, like 6.5. Okay. I'd say 6.5. But like a strong, like a, like a, Solid. you earned this 6.5. Well done. Not yeah. like I'm throwing you the point. Yeah, not like I'm like, eh, whatever. You could do better. It's just sort of like, this is exactly what it is. Yeah. I kind of echo those thoughts and yeah. give you the same score too. Yeah. Like, it's, it's. It's fine. It's good. Good enough. Um, You'll probably enjoy it, but um, I don't think it's as good. And I think, as we've discussed here, it has some problems. But yeah, 6.5. Sounds about right. What do you think? Probably 7 out of 10. Just for, like, the nostalgia factor. Because, yeah, yeah, just for, like... You really enjoyed it. That's the thing, I did. Like, I enjoyed it, and, like, it made me happy. I laughed. Yeah, I enjoyed it, it too. It was nice. But, like, there is stuff where I'm just, like, it would have been nice to I would watch it. I would watch it again. I would watch it again. Yeah, I would yeah. put this on for like students, or I'd watch it just on my own free time. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, it's it's again, it's entirely there's nothing like it's okay wrong with it. I'll yeah. put it that way. But there are things that just don't hold up under yeah. examination, I guess. Um, again, there's just really I think there are like there are good scenes. There are, again, some of the set pieces, the animation work was was really good, uh, especially near the end when they mm-hmm. had um, like frozen with his ice and like that was really cool. Both scenes, though, involve him using his ice to slow down a big object. And the and first, the, the underminer, some better powers. underminer, yeah, under, well, they're great powers. But like underminer is slow down big drill, and then you know it's practical. Yeah. I think it makes sense, honestly, yeah. Um, yeah. for him to do that. Yeah. All right. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Although you probably didn't, because you probably listened to a ton more about Incredibles too, because uh-huh. uh, it came out. Before it did here in China, <laughs> and also this will come out later. So whatever, Ooh. though, <laughs> this is a time capsule for yeah. you know for the late twenty tens, the twenty tens. Yeah, and uh, from all of us here at the studio. Okay, we're not done yet. Oh, but... where are we going to next? <laughs> what are we going to next? Where are we going next? Oh, you know the picks of the week. Oh yeah, picks of the well. week. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're gonna be. Uh, are you saving right now? Are you pause and saving? I was gonna. Yeah. Okay. Just gonna stop. Are you? Are you good? I'm done. Okay. Coming up next. <laughs> Oh, you can, then you up next. Why you always trying to make me upset? Why? I've been working since the sunset. Yeah. It's 10 a.m. and you ain't even up yet. <laughs> Man, you know nothing about success. Uh-uh. Being unconstructive, that's your, mindset. that's your mindset. It doesn't take effort to be a critic. It takes work ethic to say you did it. Haters are fools who think that they cool. We eat them for flavor. We treat them like food. Use them as fuel. Just tools for our rocket ships. If you ain't doing nothing, then stop it, kid. Trolls say my videos make them cringe. But the own videos don't exist. You just angry that your life's so run down. Most productive thing you did today was thumbs down. The music in this next section was chosen just kind of at random because I couldn't really think of anything else. But it is a Chinese rap song by the Hong Kong group Doughboy with another person, Jinx, featuring Jinx, I believe. Um, The song itself is called Nishing Nishang.
I'm pretty sure I'm butchering the pronunciation of that a lot. The translation says something like uh, you on the line, which the actual meaning of it means uh, like don't talk the talk if you can't walk the walk or put up or shut up or let's see you do better, something like that. It's a phrase that you use to call out your haters and um, tell them to do better than you. That's what the whole entire song is really revolves around, and that's what I'm saying to you guys. Yeah, that's right. I read the Reddit. I know how you guys hate me. That's fine. I can take criticism. No, I can't. No, really, no greater meaning behind this other than it's the song I've been listening to. We're going to do a Chinese music episode again pretty soon, probably sometime when we get back from summer vacation. But there's just so much more out there that I've learned since the first time we talked about it. So I want to give you guys a book report about what I learned in China. That's basically what all this is, isn't it? A book report in podcast form. Last but not least, we have coming up here, our picks of the week with Mel. and be my guest cause you ain't even seen me achieve my best I'll put in that work but you won't see me sweat same reason you won't see my checks no and when the trolls come out from under the bridge they deaf ain't trying to be humble and shit how many grains of salt can I take y'all for I could probably sell it back to the grocery store Free. I can sense it in your tone when you type when you type cause I never hear this shit in real life never that's the internet for you I should probably ignore you if you're really that smart I should probably employ you hey. if you ain't on my level then I can't destroy you since you're part of my world man i can't avoid you you're the part of the game that's still annoying then do it yourself if you can't enjoy it let's go but yeah so it's pretty much just anything anything you feel like this is like something yeah I don't know, in the past, all of them does music usually. Yeah, it's gonna be music again. I usually Boyle. go with like, um... Some Vox article. Movies, yeah, or, or like a or like a current event. Like, I've talked about like, different stuff that's going on. Oh, more advanced than me. No, no. No, I mean, it could be whatever. Just or... finished season 14 of Grey's Anatomy! Nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we started yeah. Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week here in the studio. And there's a, there's a bombshell. Yeah. Now, did Grey's you watch? Anatomy, did you watch all thirteen is, seasons before um, this? Yes. Which is a movie this year? from? No, I'm an avid Grey's watcher, and then I moved to China and fuck my life. Couldn't find anything online because right. you guys only just taught me how to tour it. Right, right, right. But luckily, if I click on that little VPN button and I go to America, yeah. they loaded season fourteen, so I binged watched that this nice, weekend. Nice, nice. How was that? Made me laugh, made me cry. Yeah. Closure, closure. I'm not the Grays of Red. Joe and Alex's dream wedding. We need to get the show on the road. Where's Alex? Or hey! maybe not. This is like a wedding catastrophe. The Grays Anatomy season finale next Thursday on ABC. What is Grays Anatomy about? It's a picture of a man uh, called Gray. It's uh, actually based on Jordan Gray's life. And it's his it's anatomy. His it's his anatomy. Is it about... They go through a body part every week. Is it about <laughs> that guy who, like, he's really into BDSM? No. Is that? That's Fifty Shades of Grey's Grey. Anatomy. Oh. Grey's Anatomy is like a TV medical show. It's set based in Seattle? Yep. Um, but and there's like, a blonde chick? Meredith? Who's a Ray. lesbian? Oh, nope. That's Arizona. There we go. <laughs> I was say, there's Catherine Heigl's in it. 
She was Izzy, yeah. Yeah. She's gone now. She had cancer. Anyway. She didn't die. That made it sound like she died. <laughs> She's just gone from the show. So there's the lesbian. I know right. her. Mm-hmm. There's the gray, the titular yes. gray. Um, there's uh, probably handsome man. Lots of handsome men. The, okay. mo- the, the main handsome man. I he died. Uh, they like to kill him off. Right. No one died in this season. Magical. I didn't realize you meant it's it's still going it's on. It's a soap. Oh, it's, yeah. It's, no, it's still. Like, they've already signed after season 15. I thought that it's, it had ended no. a long time ago. And no. I am very shocked. It's, it's, reading it's, this a, right it's now. a soap opera, man. No, I get that all day. I get that. But I thought it had ended. No. I, no. Thought, I thought for one thing it had started a lot earlier. I thought it started in the 90s. No. It started in 2005. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Still going strong. Still going strong. Oh my god. Is the, is the main character Asian? Am I doing that? No. There is like, she's one of like the main characters in the beginning, Christina Yang, but she's not in the show anymore either. That's who I'm remembering. Yeah, yeah. Half of those people, like, the people who like, when you think Grey's Anatomy and Jacob's yeah, little head where he's like, I thought it ended. Us. Yeah. No. A lot has happened. Most who of is, the original characters the, aren't there anymore. Who's like, the, uh, George Clooney was also, right? No. Who's the guy who's George who's he the, was in a different movie? Who's show. the guy E R. E R. Who's the guy who's like he's like a very George Clooney esque figure, handsome, salt and pepper hair. McDreamy or McSteamy? Uh <laughs> he's pretty dreamy. He's Patrick only old. Yeah. Patrick Dempsey's yeah. McDreamy. Yeah. Yeah. Pa- Mark pa- Sloan is, is McSteamy. Is is Patrick Dempsey and Grace Anatomy? Um yeah. they both die. McSteamy <laughs> 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 and McDreamy are dead. Right. And McDreamy was the main male opposite? Yeah, like he's was like he's married Meredith Grey and stuff and they had kids and a family and then So he's 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 got black hair sort of yes. gray on the side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in the Transformers movies. Patrick Dempsey. Can you show a picture of him? Just because I'm Why worried. Why do not know about Patrick No, I just, I'm, I'm just... He's like a pretty, like, he's in major movies. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Now show him McSteamy. McSteamy. Which one is he? What's just this? type in McSteamy. It will come <laughs> up. <laughs> this is Bing, though. Yes. Mark Eric Sloan. Dane. Eric Dane. Oh, uh, yeah, he's, he's sort of more got that Latin flair. <laughs> Latin? <laughs> He's, got he's hair. definitely white. No, no, but I'm saying with the, in his Big mustache, his mustache, he's got that sort of like. He's much sort of more like, like gray. He yeah. is very suave. Yeah, exactly. He's a bit more sort of mm, steamy, sensual. Whereas Dreamy is just somebody you can lose yourself in his eyes. He's a thinker, a poet, an artist. What? He was a dick on the show. Yeah, I'm sure. Him. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Hated his character. He was awful. So that was my weekend. Nice, that's <laughs> I great. I binge watched season 14. That's cool. That's How many good. episodes are there in the season? That's good. <laughs> I'm ashamed. 20, like 23. That's pretty good. And each episode's yeah. what, 40 minutes long? Yeah, about that. Yeah. Mm. Dramatic as hell. Wow. It's exciting, yeah, huh? It was a lot. It was exciting, because I was like, I hate it, because like my mom watches the show, mm-hmm. and as <laughs> you know, I talk to my mom every day, Yeah. because <laughs> uh, I'm that cool kid. Uh, but she would always be like, you will not believe what happened. I'm like, you need and to now, stop talking because oh <laughs> I don't want spoilers. Oh and now I can finally talk to her about it. There you go. She uh-huh. got many a message while she was at the cottage with no cell service and got them all on Sunday. <laughs> he just frantically as each episode goes, goes through being like, what the fuck just happened? Mm. How could they do this? Why is this happening? Who are these people? <laughs> I've never had that experience with a show. I've never watched a show when it was on TV and I've never watched a show... And, like, cared about it. Like, Lost, I remember back in, like, the mid-2000s when people were, like, super into Lost. Nope. 
uh, like Walking Dead, any of those shows, I've never watched a show on TV at the time that it was released, on the day that it was released. Mm-hmm. So like, so you don't know what I've always watched it like a week later. My yeah. entire life is doing that. No. <laughs> Except I've China ruined everything. I've never, yeah. never done China it. does ruin that for that. It really does. It's, it's nice. It, it, it way more it's lends itself to downloading all the episodes and then binging them over a weekend, like you're saying. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I just, I've never, have never had that experience of like, wait. I guess Game of Thrones. That's the one. I, Game of Thrones. There you go. That's. In high school, I had a show for every single day of the week, mm. if not more than one. I didn't have TV, so. Oh, Lord. I mean, I did, but it wasn't very good, so. TV shows are wonderful. They're better than movies. You get to keep the people longer. <laughs> I just read books. Well, those are lovely, too. Yeah. Uh-huh. Damn. I'm just more commenting on the fact that my family was like hippies. Oh, they never had TV. That's fine. Do you want to go next or do you want me to go next? Uh, I'll go next. Go for it. Uh, my my uh, picks of the week is uh, a, a song called Fireflies uh, by Gorillaz. <laughs> You would not believe your eyes if ten million fireflies lit up. No, what's that one? That's, that's um, Matt Kim. Yeah, that's right. Kim. That's not big enough. No, no uh, Fireflies, t- spaced uh, by the band Gorillaz uh, from their new album called The Now Now, uh, which has been slowly released on their YouTube channel. Uh, this was released June 20th, I want to say, or June 15th or something like that. About a week and some odd numbers ago. Um, and they've streamed their album, all, pretty much album but name released. Um, the movie, the, uh, the song, very good. I really enjoy it. It's got a great um, sort of groove to it. Um, yeah, it's just sort of been on my mind. I can't really explain it. It's, it's not a very good explanation as to why I like the song. Um, Gorillaz has always been one of my favorite uh, musicians. It's just sort of, it's one of the songs where I like, I really enjoy all the components that went into it. Each each section works really well. So like the, the production is very good. It's got a very interesting uh, sort of melodic pattern. Um, I always like what Gorillaz does with the combination of um, Damien's vocals, which are very distinctive, very blur, because it was part of it, but like sort of dreamy and wistful and, and quite reverbed out. And then you have sort of a harder section uh, with either rap or 
some sort of a spoken word section. It's nice. It's like a very good blend between the two. And uh, why? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Cool. Um, so my pick of the week is a new scripted podcast that come out came out from uh, Gimlet Media called Sandra. And uh, it's all about, like, imagine a world that has, like, Alexa and, like, all those ones or Sonos or Siri or whatever. But in this world, weirdly... All the Alexas are, or all the, all the Sandras, excuse me, are controlled by actual people. It's, it's this really weird kind of strange thing where every single person is placed in like a different uh, speciality. So if, if somebody asks like, oh, I need to know about the weather, then there's the weather guy. It sends over to the weather guy. If somebody's like, I need to know about um, fishing, then it sends over to the fishing guy. Um, specifically, the main character for this starts working and she is in charge of the birds. So all of her conversations are about like people who yeah. want to grow up birds and stuff. On April 18th, from Gimlet Media and the producers of Homecoming, comes Sandra. Welcome to Orbital Teledynamics. Can I help you? Hi, uh, I'm Helen Pereira. Today's my first day. The story of a woman who takes a job at the company behind Sandra, the world's most intuitive virtual assistant. Sandra brings you into a world where artificial intelligence isn't so artificial. Can you describe your issue to me? We have a bird here. Its wing is stuck in the sewer grate, and what are you doing? What I should have done 10 minutes ago. Put the rock down. Is the good? Stop. Natalie, has Mike proposed to you? Not yet. Good. Do not get married. Say your goodbyes and never see each other again. Sandra, a new scripted series from Gimlet Media. Starring Kristen Wiig, Alia Shokat, Chris Abbott, Avi Rothman, and Ethan Hawke. It's really weird, right? Like, that's a, such a strange concept. Why would that be with the character? I know, right? It's, just, it's so... Okay. It's so... It's kind of like in this weird, surreal universe um, like that. Uh, and basically, she gets involved with this dude because she goes out... Because, like, Sandra Alexa is supposed to be, like, super, you know, objective, just tell the facts. But she starts, like, talking directly to people and saying, like, hey, you shouldn't do that or, you know, whatever. So she gets involved with this dude and kind of the stuff that spirals out of control. Um, that's the basic premise. Uh, it's a really weird concept. Again, it takes place in this kind of surreal, kind of comedic universe where things are... Her... her um, the one guy is her boyfriend who she wants... Or her husband who she got married to when she was like 18 and she wants to break up with him. But he's like this idiot who just cannot take no for an answer and it's just but he's like this dumb dude who keeps on trying to like do the right thing um but he keeps on screwing up i don't know it's it's like comedic though um it was really good i, I listened to all of the episodes i was playing skyrim and just like had it on and it was it was fun that's my suggestion uh listen to it there's seven episodes they're each about like 40 minutes super uh super easy that way yeah much quicker than Grey's Anatomy. You know, Grey's Anatomy has been more to dig through, though. It's 14 seasons. Yeah. Yeah, you have way more to go through. That's if true. you don't need a good cry. <laughs> yeah. It, that it, is it the show. Cry? Oh, yeah. my God. Like, every episode, the first few seasons. Mm. Shonda Rhimes is a genius. <laughs> she is. She sounds like a rapper. Shonda Rhimes. <laughs> no. Anyways. <laughs> From all of us here at the studio... Doodle-doo. <laughs> we love you. We all die. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> but on that cheerful note. <laughs>